Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. Today I have a very interesting guest, like I always do, every week, new guest, new story, new episode, and my guest today is Marisa Peer, and we'll be talking about a very interesting topic, how to use the power of rapid transformational therapy to edit your story and rewrite your life. Marisa Peer is the founder and creator of Rapid Transformational Therapy, RTT, a new and exciting multi-award winning therapy. Marisa has spent over three decades treating a client list that includes international superstars, CEOs, royalty, and Olympic athletes. Marisa has been seen on many high-profile US and UK television networks. Marisa is also an acknowledged and inspirational speaker from TEDx and the Royal Society of Medicine. Marisa's mission is to spread the message that there are simple, rapid, and effective techniques everyone can use that truly can change your life. Marisa has helped many clients, including Hollywood celebrities, CEO, royalty, and sports stars for over 30 years, and she created multi-award-winning rapid transformational therapy to make these techniques available to everyone. RTT now trains thousands of therapists each year, creating a ripple effect of transformation worldwide. Also, Marisa dedicated her time developing powerful self-hypnosis programs designed to release common blocks people face in every area of their life, from self-confidence, weight. Today, we'll be discussing what sets apart rapid transformational therapy, RTT, from other types of therapy, how can we discover self-love, how can we overcome our guilt and shame, how can we unlock our ultimate self-confidence, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Marisa. I'm so glad to have you on. And how are you today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. And we are so happy. And I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today. And we would love to know, how did you decide to become hypnotherapist and psychotherapist? Well, I never planned to be a therapist of any 
description. I always planned to be a teacher. I was fascinated by children and I wanted to be a teacher. And then I thought I would be a child psychologist. And I began to study that, but I realized very quickly that that's a hard job when you're very young because you always have mom, dad, and child that all your clients really. So I, I left that and I actually went to work for Jane Fonda, just wanted to do something different. And I left England and I came to LA and I taught aerobics for her. And that was just the most insightful career ever for someone who's interested in therapy, because I think maybe every third girl in my class was bulimic or anorexic or had body dysmorphia. And so that fascinated me. And I, I always wanted to find a way of fixing that. And even to this day, I, I find the diet industry is so based on abuse and hating your body and going on a strict diet and pun doing punishing workouts. And I wanted to look for something that didn't do that, didn't make women hate their bodies and try and force them to change. And the thing that I found was hypnosis. Hypnosis was really amazing at getting you to form a loving relationship with your body and indeed yourself. So I studied hypnotherapy in LA, came back to London and started my career and eventually moved back to LA and um, have been doing it ever since. That's incredible. And of course, our subconscious mind is very powerful and we can definitely point it in the right direction to make it work for us, not against us. And so many problems that we have is our body, usually on subconscious level. And hypnotherapy, I had previous experience with hypnotherapy on my podcast as well. And it's definitely a powerful tool and it has to be used correctly. How long did it take you to actually master it and become an expert in this field? I think when you're studying therapy, you're always learning. You know, I had many great teachers who taught me, but of course my best teachers were my own clients. Every client I work with would teach me something. And so we train people in our TT. We train them to be amazing therapists and amazing coaches. And the therapy training usually takes six months, which doesn't sound a lot, but it's actually just right. It, it's long enough to do all the training you need and then go out in the field because it's like, it doesn't matter how much you know from studying. It's like studying to swim. You only really get good at it when you do it. And so as a therapist, you, you can be really good in class and really good in writing dissertations and client reports. Until you actually work with a client, you'll never see how seamless it can be. And so it takes six months, can take people a year to do our training. If you're training in psychotherapy, it can take up to three years. But that depends if that's most courses that take three years are every weekend or maybe one week a month but we've condensed it down to between six and ten months and it's incredibly effective i love it what is the most unique thing about rapid transformational therapy that sets it apart from other types of therapy i think it's well certain there's many things one would certainly be at speed because when a client comes in i never say to them how are you feeling what what's wrong with you i was asking what happened to you so the first thing about our tt is it's based on the fact that therapy is really the only healing modality that says bring me your pain and i'm going to spend a long time looking at it you wouldn't go to the dentist or the emergency room even a chiropractor and go i'm in agony here and they say well we have to build a relationship of trust over time to help you so i've always thought therapy should be like going to the emergency room or indeed the dentist 
It should be looking at ways to take you out of your pain as fast as you can. So it's the therapy that's really designed to investigate the source of your pain. That could be physical pain, like I get headaches or tension headaches or irritable bowel or all these allergies, but it can also be emotional pain, like I can't maintain love, I can't look people in the eye, I'm never progressing at work. So it can be physical or emotional pain. And it doesn't matter which one it is, they, they make people unhappy. So RTT is based on, first of all, let's look at where did the pain come? We're giving you some people have been they say, you know, I can't stop eating, I can't leave food, I'm unable to lose weight, I've always been that way. But that can't be true because no baby finds themselves unable to leave food. Babies in the womb have a very interesting belief, food is always there. And when I want it, I'll have it. When I don't, I won't. And they leave food and they don't really think. And then small children get so excited about a birthday cake. They take three bites and they go and play because we're not run like that. So the thing that our TT was looking at is it comes from the premise of this. You acquired your issues. No one is born stuttering, stammering, blushing when you look at them, unable to make eye contact. But babies are great at making eye contact. So if you acquired it, and you can let go of it. So the first thing we do is go back and find out how, what, where, why did you get this issue with you can't leave food, you can't waste food, you can't lose weight, can't make eye contact, you can't speak in public. And when we found out where and how and why you got it, you start off almost being like an investigator looking for information. Then you become rather like a dentist and you extract that stuff. And then you become like a coder coding and wiring in something better, upgrading the client's software, changing their thinking, changing their belief system. And it's the ability to do all three together that makes it so good. So many people go to therapy and they're looking for the why do I do this? And some of them go to therapy looking for, let's just change it. But the three things together, how, where, why did this happen? Let's remove, find that belief and remove it and put in another one all in the same session make it incredibly powerful. Wow, and that's, that's amazing. And I know some people have trouble losing weight. And I know some of my friends had trouble that the scale was showing differently than they actually look like they wouldn't look like they gained weight. But the scale they were complaining to me, oh my god, I have this number on the scale. And but I don't even look like it what discrepancy can it be like why it might happen like what's going on in their subconscious mind that it might well, happen? You, know, you don't need to go on a scale what is the scale going to tell you if your clothes fit you and you feel good that's how you judge it if my clothes suddenly got too tight I think, oh my clothes are getting tight i need to drop a few pounds but i wouldn't allow the scale to tell me anything because as we look at this because oh look i've been so good all week and i haven't lost a pound I might as well go and eat lots of cake. Or we say, oh, look, I gained a pound. So what's the point of dieting? Don't get weighed. It doesn't mean anything. You should have a really good relationship with food and your body. After all, there are people who don't, are not overweight and live on diet shakes and diet bars and diet soups. And that's no good for you at all. There are other people who eat a very healthy diet have a great relationship with their body, like the way they look. And if you say, how much do you weigh the guy? I don't know. I don't know. Why would I weigh myself? It's, you know, years ago, we didn't have scales. My grandmother didn't get on the scales. The minute she woke up, I go, oh, great, I've lost a pound. Oh, no, I've gained a pound. 
And it's that obsession with the scales that's, it's really unhealthy. It's like being obsessed with a tape measure. You, you don't need to weigh yourself. Very interesting. <laughs> what is the most important lesson that you teach in your latest book, Tell Yourself a Better Lie? I think the most, one of them, there's so many, but one of the most important lessons in that book is that our greatest pain comes from the lies we tell ourselves. You may have a father that said you'll never amount to anything. You may have an ex who said no one's going to love you and you're really boring. You may have a boss who said you're no good at your job. And that would hurt you to a degree. It's like, well, you know, my ex is an idiot. My boss is, doesn't know everything. It's the lies you tell yourself that cause the most harm. When you say on a regular basis, I'm an idiot, I'm a loser, who's going to want me? Even that lie, I'm a hot mess, I'm a train wreck and I can't lose weight. Because when someone else says something mean to you, we all can go back and go, they're having a bad day. They're just not a nice person that, you know, they're, they've got their own issues. But when you say it to yourself, I'm an idiot, I'm useless, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy enough, good enough, smart enough, attractive enough. There is no way you can justify that because you said it. And if you say it to yourself, your mind believes it must be true. Whatever you tell your mind it accepts is the truth. Your mind doesn't know or care if what you tell it is right or wrong, good or bad, true or false. Because it doesn't care, you might as well tell yourself amazing things because they'll probably become true. That's a great point because so many times we tell ourselves these lies and they do get stick to your mind and they do change our perspectives that it doesn't work. It doesn't benefit us. It so much and it's such a shame because you know of course you can choose to be negative or positive but what you can't choose is how much negative words affect your body if you could look inside your body and see the stress hormones the cortisol you create when you are negative about yourself you would actually work much harder to not be negative about yourself so true that's a great point actually if we would know how much stress we put our body through by telling this and by actually affecting ourselves, affecting our success by telling this to ourselves, then we definitely wouldn't do it. Yeah, because you and I can choose to be negative or positive, but our body has no choice whatsoever. It has to act on those words. So it has to act on negative ones, has to act on positive ones. It doesn't want to act on the negative ones. When you say things like, this is killing me, this free over to the death of me, this line in the queue is killing me, this relationship is killing me, this kid is killing me. Your mind believes that to be true. So you might as well say, this is a challenge. I'm so lucky I've got this great kid, this great relationship, this great job, this car, that I can do a commute on the freeway too, because then everything feels so different. I love it. We all experience challenges that put us down daily. How can we feel excited about the future in such a challenging situation? Well, you know, you have to, remember the past is gone, it's never coming back. So let the past go, whatever happened, whoever things didn't work out with, let it go, the past is gone. To be happy, you have to really let go of the past because it's behind you and you're not going in that direction. So let the past go, feel really grateful for the present and feel really excited about the future. And you can get into that, what I call an attitude of gratitude and always feeling excited about what's in front of you instead of what's behind you, it helps you tremendously. So, 
you know, the mind isn't great at future pacing. You have to sort of learn to live in the moment. Like I say, I'll be happy when. But there is no destination called happiness. You can't get on a train and arrive at happiness. Happiness is the journey. I'll be happy when I've lost 20 pounds. I'll be happy when my kids are out of diapers. I'll be happy when my kids in school. I'll be happy when I've got a bigger house, a nicer car, a, a, a nicer body. And, and you're wasting your life waiting to be happy when happiness is where you are. Happiness is an inside job. So, you know, I'm happy now. When I've got a bigger house, I'll be happy. But I'm happy now in this little house. I often say to my husband, you know, we were first married. We were so happy. We were traveling around. We didn't travel first class. We didn't stay in five stars. And we were so happy, really happy. And I remember going to this place in Spain called Tarifa. We stayed in this one star hotel and we had the best time. And it's important to remember that happiness isn't about what you've got. It's about your ability to look at where you're on. You know, yeah, I'm actually happy right now. So true. And sometimes we have these moments when we have like someone hurt us and we can let it go and we keep obsessing like and upsetting over it. But we actually, I guess, steal our happiness by doing so. How do you let things go? And even if you really hurt? Well, hardly hardly anybody wakes up and goes, okay, get Google going to work out how to hurt you you know if someone I'm sure you've dumped someone as I have and as I've been dumped and if you ever have to end a relationship or leave a job or fire someone I never get but I hate having to fire people I've hated having to end a relationship I've hated having to let something go and most people don't enjoy that most people think oh yes today I'm going to end our relationship or break your heart and I can hardly wait so when someone's hurt you, it's unlikely they planned it. They may be selfish, they may be careless, they may be childish, they may be not very grown up. They may not even realize how much they're hurting you. But you have to let it go. Uh, you just have to think, you know, that happened. Did they mean it? I don't know, probably not. But even if they did, you can still choose to not let that in. I, I can't think of anyone my age who hasn't been fired dumped, replaced, has it mean said about them, how to put down. But one of the things that will give you a better life is to not let it in. In fact, not letting in destructive criticism can change your entire life. Because people, you'll always find some mean people. There are trolls when you're in the public eye. They are too. They're looking to hurt you and they want to hurt you. But your choices, shall I let this in? And if you choose not to let it in, it can't hurt you. Somebody was writing to me recently, I think on YouTube, very aggressive. And I just didn't want to think, why aren't you responding? And I said, I didn't answer. I thought, I'm not going to respond with you. This is just clickbait. If I respond, it will get worse. I thought, you're, you're an unhappy, very unhappy person. Because who wakes up and goes, oh, my life is so great. I'm so happy. I think I'll go on YouTube and diminish someone. I'm so happy, let's go on Instagram and see who I can diminish. So we already know that people who do that are coming from unhappiness, dissatisfaction. They really are normally so dissatisfied with themselves that they need you to feel the same. And then they have more equality. 
but you always have a choice. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to read that stuff. I'm not going to let it in. I'm not going to engage. I'm going to let it go and think if I wouldn't wake up and say, wow, who can I spend the next three hours trying to, I, I wouldn't, what a waste of time. And who could get pleasure from that? So if you wouldn't do that, you've already won. If you wouldn't want to be the person that hurt you, even for 10 minutes, you've already won. You're already a better person. Hold on to that. Don't engage with you. Have an agenda for hurting you and just, just move on. Let it go. That's the best advice. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard, definitely, to not yeah. let it get to you. But... It can be very hard when people are attacking you, especially in the public eye, not to retaliate, not to say, hey, that's really unfair, that's really unkind. I mean, sometimes you can, but only do that. You know, somebody wrote a review of my book, and it was really unfair, and I wrote to him, and I said, that, that was a really unfair review. And he wrote, I said, I'm really sorry, you're right, actually. And he changed his review, so that was a really nice thing that happened. But I was, when I wrote to him, I was very kind of, so I think that review is very unfair because you said that and that, and that actually wasn't the case. And he was nice enough to go, no, you're right, let me rewrite it. And he did, he didn't say it's amazing, but he rewrote it. But the problem is sometimes if you engage with someone who's getting immense pleasure and joy from being offensive and difficult, then it's not gonna do you any good. I mean, I haven't always taken that advice. I wish I had, but you learn by making errors and you learn, don't engage when you've got an agenda. And if someone has hurt you in the past, the only revenge you need is to be happy. Being happy is the best revenge. You don't need to go and find that ex that dumped you. Find somebody better and think, wow, gosh, I dodged a bullet then. I'm so glad that person was awful because I wouldn't be with my wonderful person now. If my person that dumped me hadn't dumped me, I wouldn't have found the person I'm with now. So let it go is the best thing you can do. Don't give it energy. Sometimes we spend energy, you know, why didn't that work out? Sometimes we never know why things didn't work out. They run their time, people change. The only thing to remember is if somebody loved you once, if somebody once wrote you cards, oh my God, you're amazing. Say a little text, left a message on your phone and said, you're the best, you're the one. I, I ring up your machine just to hear your voice. I look at your picture all the time. If eight months later they leave you, they haven't taken with them everything they loved in you. It's still there. Even if they fell out of love with you and it went wrong, everything they loved in you in the beginning is still in you. And someone else is going to love that even more than they did. And every relationship teaches you something. And you need to take what it's taught you into the next relationship. Every career teaches you something. Just take what you've learned with you. Don't hold on to resentment because... You're, you're, when you're in the business of resentment and holding on, you, you know, they say, if you're in the business of revenge, make sure you dig two graves, one for you and one for the person you want to get even with. But the best revenge is be happy, love yourself, love your life and let it go. Incredible. <laughs> what roles does telling positive things to ourselves has in uplifting our spirits? Well, you know, the mind responds very much to words and it also loves words in front of words. So let's imagine you wake up and go, oh, look at me. I just look a hot mess or this doesn't suit me. I should never have bought it. It's too tight. It's too creased. It's too whatever. 
And then you get up and go, oh, I haven't got any healthy food in the house. I'm such an idiot. I haven't spent enough time preparing my proposal for work. I haven't left enough time to get to work. And we start to berate ourselves. And it's really important to be your own best friend every day. Think, you know, if my best friend, I wouldn't go, oh my God, that looks hideous on you. It's too tight. It's all creased. You've ruined your holiday. You're never going to get to work on time. That proposal is awful. You'd say, look, it's okay. It's good. You'll get there. The people that love you don't really care if you're five minutes late. That's perfectly nice. You've got nicer things, but it looks nice. It doesn't matter if you haven't got anything healthy in the cupboard. Stop on the way or, or wait until later. So I think we have to learn to be our own best friend and our own cheerleader. Many of us have many of us have a critic in our head that's always saying, oh no, that's not going to work out. Don't try that. That won't work. You need to let that critic go and put in a cheerleader that claps their hands, bangs their drums, screams your name and says, you've got this. You've got your name all over this. And actually, when you do it for yourself, when you wake up and say, I've got this, I'm good at this. This is my gift. This is my skill. This is my talent. I can do this amazingly. People like me because I'm a nice person. When you do that, you massively increase your own sense of self-worth, self-value, self-image, and you particularly grow your self-esteem. And esteem means what I think of me. If I said I hold you in the highest esteem, it's what I think of you, but self-esteem is what you think of you. And you can massively grow that and nothing will grow your self-esteem like praise, especially your own. So get in the excellent habit of praising yourself and your self-esteem will grow and it will keep growing. That's incredible. Yeah, self-esteem is very important. And sometimes the whole career, like our careers depend on self-esteem and it's crazy like how can we put ourselves down and how can we lift ourselves up sometimes because i mean everyone has different moments and sometimes some of those moments are get we put ourselves down because you know when we came on the planet hundreds of years ago we understood that our survival isn't belonging it wasn't that long ago that survival was a numbers game and if you needed to belong to the tribe you would never brag or show off you never wanted to put your head in Above the parapet, we call it tall poppy syndrome. So years ago, actually, we bonded by being, by putting ourselves down, by never trying to be better because it was a group mentality. We all had to be the same. And so we still do that. We find it really easy to diminish ourselves and criticize us, and we're scared of getting above ourselves. We're hugely scared of rejection, always trying to find connection. But you have to remember, you, you can't die of rejection anymore. And you're already connected just by being you. That's the best advice. And with the hypnotherapy, how does it work? And how effective is it? And how long does it take to actually see some effects from it? You know, hypnotherapy is amazing because something happens in hypnotherapy that doesn't happen out of it. And that is that you have in your mind a critical factor that says things like, I could never speak in public, I couldn't go for that pay raise, I couldn't possibly go and talk to that person I like. But in hypnosis, the critical factor shuts down. And when it shuts down, you suddenly begin to see yourself doing things that you thought you couldn't do. And when you're in hypnosis, two things are happening. Your mind 
you're sending different messages to your body. You love not eating cake. You love going to the gym. You love spending all weekend working on your website. You're really good with people. You're great at sales. You can talk to anyone. So it's sending different messages too, but it's also interrupting the messages that come back. So if you were about to say, oh my God, I'm chronically tired, you'd say, I'm a little bit tired. I got a chronic headache because I got a slight headache and I drink some water. And so the ability to send out different messages and to interpret the ones coming back because your body is run by a network of intelligence that's influenced by your mind. That just, that really means that your mind influences your body, but you have immense, vast, incredible power to influence your mind, to tell it better things and to find that your mind will act on those better things. So it really comes down to how you're dialoguing with yourself. We're all taught, you know, learn to communicate with other people, so important, but actually the most important communication ever is how you communicate with you. How good are you at dialoguing with yourself? You know, your mind's job is to do what it thinks you want and your job is to make sure your mind really knows, is absolutely clear what you want. You might say, I want attention, but if you don't say positive attention, you might get negative attention for having a nervous twitch or a cough or, or explosive gas, and that's not what you wanted at all. So your mind will do what you tell it. If that's its job and your job, which is a great job, is to tell it better things all the time. Totally makes sense. So true. <laughs> How can we overcome our guilt and shame? You know, I'm, I was training some 100 people last week in our TT. We've trained 13,000 people all over the world. And that's one of the most important things to remove guilt, shame, and blame. And how do you do that? Well, if you've done something that you, maybe you stole money from your mom's purse or cheated an exam or kissed your friend's boyfriend or did something you feel bad about, you have to ask, would I do that again? And if the answer is no, I would never do that again. You've already learned something. You've already enhanced your education and who you are. So if you did something that you feel uncomfortable about, well, just never do it again. You say, well, I'd never do that again. Then you're already forgiven. To err is human, to forgive is divine. So forgive yourself for being young and foolish. We've all done crazy things. Because, you know, when we're young, we don't know who we are. We're finding out who we are. So forgive yourself. Forgive other people too and realize that, oh, I wasn't the person I am. So it's like that great song I love by, gosh, it'll come to me in a minute, Bruno Mars, when he says, I wouldn't have done all the things I've done if I knew one day you'd come. But you've got to forgive yourself being a reckless teenager, a kid who doesn't know much, you know, forgive yourself because being guilty doesn't change anything. It doesn't right wrongs. It doesn't make anything better. And you have a right to make a mistake, but you do not have a right to punish your own body by illness and depression because you made a mistake. Humans make a mistake. So if you never made a mistake, Mistake, then you never made anything because you learn by mistakes so see it as a learning curve forgive yourself let it go move on and if you think i'll never do that again understand you're already automatically yeah i totally agree with you as far as forgiveness it's like a gift you give it to yourself that you don't actually hold any grudges on someone else and 
it makes you feel better and you don't have to carry that weight on your shoulders. How can we unlock our ultimate self-confidence? Well, you know, there's self-confidence in what you do and self-confidence in who you are. And if you want to be self-confident, it comes back to believing in yourself. Are you a good person? Are you smart? You know, if you went back in time a thousand years, you'd be the king. You'd be the king of the whole tribe because of what you know. And so self-confidence is about believing in yourself. You don't have to be the best. You go, well, you know, I'm not the best runner. I'm not the best chef, but hey, I get so much pleasure cooking for my friends. I'm not the best person at yoga, but I really enjoy it and I'm doing it for myself. Not When I say teach yoga, I say do not look in the mirror. Don't look at other people because yoga is about loving what your body does, not what someone else's body does. So it comes back again to don't compare yourself, you're unique. And tell yourself, I'm good at this, I love this, this is my skill set. And really praise yourself a lot for what you're doing. Praise other people. And when they praise you, let it in. And that's how you grow in confidence. Again, praise will grow your confidence faster than anything else. So do it a lot. Do it to others. And when people praise you, let it in. I love this advice. Could you share some tips to overcome negative thinking? Well, really, if you have a negative thought, the best thing you do is flip it over. So let's imagine you said, I'm going to get sick. I was with my friend and they were sneezing and I think they've got COVID. I'm going to get, I'm going to get sick. That's negative thinking. If you understand one thing, your mind's job is to make your thoughts real. Every thought you think is a blueprint that your mind, body and psyche are working to make real. So when you think a negative thought, I'm so tired. I can hardly speak, I'm exhausted, I'm getting sick, I just ate and I know I'm gonna gain weight. That's negative, but what would be the other side of that? I'm a little bit tired, but if I drink some water and sleep, I'm gonna be amazing. Yeah, my friend was sneezing, but I've got an amazing immune system. I ate that cake and my body's gonna burn it all off. So there's always a flip side of a negative thought, no one loves me, everyone loves me, I can't find love. I'm magnetically lovable. I'm no good at my job. I have got a unique skill set and I'm going to work on that. So it's a question of not indulging in negative self-talk and replacing it with positive self. You know, my little girl was little. She used to leave the house to go to school. She'd always come back and I'd always say, what have you remembered? She goes, mommy, I've remembered my lunch. I've remembered my book. I've remembered my sports get and I never said what have you forgotten oh my god here we go again every day you get to the gate and back you come I said isn't that amazing that you get to the gate and you come back because you always remember you've got such a great memory so she began saying my, I always remember wow my memory is amazing but she could have said I always forget what's wrong I get to the gate and I've always I've got to turn around and come back so it's reframing reframing why didn't that person love me i'm so glad they left me i'm going to find someone better i have got a great memory you know everything is a reframe and your job is to stop saying negative things and to start saying positive ones <clears throat> and use exciting words you know don't use that wishy-washy every day and everyone getting better and better because that doesn't really make a picture say to your mind 
and amazing and lovable. In fact, if you want to be really good at positive thinking, just do this every day. Every day when you wake up, say, I'm lovable, I'm significant, I matter, and I am enough. Write that all over your house, write it on your fridge, write it on your hand, write it on your underwear, a permanent marker, put it on your t-shirts, write it on your pillows, write it on your cushions, and don't just read it. If you said every day, just these four statements, I'm enough, I matter, I'm significant, I'm lovable, it would change your entire life. I know that because I have so many schools all over the world, especially in America and England and Spain doing it. You say, you know, this is changing the lives of these children so powerfully, it's amazing. So that's one of the greatness. Find a statement of truth, not an affirmation, a statement of truth. I'm a lovable person. I've got a great heart and I don't even have to find love. It's finding me. What I want wants me. What I'm moving towards is moving towards you. State it, affirm it, embody it, and in no time at all, you will actually become it. Affirmations do powerful things sometimes. I mean, first, when we say them, we don't really believe them, and our mind kind of gets tricked, but then it actually, we start believing in it, and our mind acts as is. So I do, like, I use affirmations while daily. And as far as hypnotherapy, how do your sessions go? Like what techniques do you use? And is it when someone can see the results, how many times does it take to actually see the result? Well, I use my own techniques. RTT, rapid transformation therapy is my techniques I created over 30 years. I school rapid for a reason. And most clients see results in one session. We train people to do the work. It isn't about turning up and talking. It's about doing the work, going back, looking at your mind. When did I start having panic attacks? What was going on then? Why am I having them now? And when you do the work, you will change it straight away. So I use my own techniques and I expect everyone to see results immediately because you get to change twice every single day. Every single day you get to change the way you think. And if you change the way you think, you change the way you act. So isn't it hard to change? No, it's really, really easy when you know how. It's so true. It's easy when you know how, but when you don't know, it feels like a huge problem that you don't that's know. Why, that's why I wrote, tell yourself a better lie, because I wanted people to know how to do it. So if you read that book, or indeed my previous book, I'm Enough, they are manuals for personal development and change that's fast, powerful, and permanent. So don't stress about it. Read those two books. They each come with, I believe, four downloads. And given that each download, I think, costs $30 to buy, and the whole book is $10, you're getting $120 value because the downloads, so you don't have to make affirmations or visualize or do hypnosis. You just have to play the recordings on it, and they will do everything for you powerfully and incredibly, and you'll see results almost immediately. Oh, I love that. That's incredible. And do you offer any courses or do you have do you have any services that you provide and where can all listeners find you? And we, we offer lots of things. So for instance, if you go to marissapeer.com, we have totally free downloads on love blocks, money blocks, health blocks, success. We don't ask for a credit card number. They're absolutely free. Just take as many as you like. That's marissapeer.com. 
If you want to train in RTT or find an RTT therapist, go to rtt.com. And if you want some of these great braces as I'm enough, go to I'mEnough.com. We also have a pro programs for schools. We have the five day challenge, the inner children, the anti, when they're all totally free. We would never, ever, ever charge for our children's services. And you can go to marissapeer.com and find that. Or indeed you can write to me, marissa at marissapeer.com and find out. And then we have masses of stuff on YouTube and there's lots of videos telling you how to be confident, how to attract love, how to maintain love, how to be your ideal body weight, how to sleep easily, whatever your issue is. I probably filmed a video and audio on it somewhere. And again, they're all completely free. And then we do have some paid courses. We have an I'm Enough course. We have the RTT training course and I have Dietless Life, which is a 12 week program that's totally anti-diet that changes your relationship with food and your body and allows you to be your ideal weight without having to count calories and definitely not getting weighed. You can get weighed at the beginning and the end, but we don't ask you to get weighed every, and that's a 12 week course. So dietlesslife.com, marissapeer.com, rtt.com, and I'm enough.com. They're all my sites. They all offer you something different. Just go ahead and take whatever you want. That's lovely. You guys offer so many great resources. Well, that's important. You know, I think if you're in the business of helping people, and I love helping, you can't, you got to give some stuff back. You can't charge for everything. You know, even my books, I, I only charge for them because it costs quite a lot of money to publish and print a book but we keep our prices very low but we give a lot of stuff away because it feels good I love it it makes me feel like when people stop me in the street go hey you changed my life when people write to me and say you know I watched you on YouTube I saw you, you changed my life people said you know I left an abusive marriage I got a pay rise I, I stopped being depressed just because of something you said and that's the best feeling in the whole world and if I didn't put those YouTubes up there for free. I wouldn't get all these amazing letters saying, thanks to you, I've left a violent marriage. Thanks to you, I got proper. Thanks to you, I lost half my body weight or found love and his little baby I just had. So I don't do it just because it's a nice thing. I do it because it makes me feel so good to give back. And, and, you know, when people say to me, oh, you changed my life, that changes my life every day. So you know, it isn't that I'm a philanthropist giving and giving, I get so much back from giving. And so I'll always do that. Yeah, that definitely feels rewarding. And I give, try to give back as much as I can as well. So thank you so much, Marisa. It was very nice to meet you. Thank you so much for sharing your advice. And thank you for being my guest. Well, thank you for having me. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.